Oh, holy moly. We are doing a show. Good Lord, look at that. It is a, a another party. Things are going crazy on my computer. I'm loving it. Uh, it's it's post-Mother's Day. Here's what we did, uh, America and rest of the globe that listens to the show. We waited because yesterday, big, big day, Mother's Day, we waited. So this is crazy. It's a, it's a Monday Loftus party. Are you cool with that over there, uh, LG, Liberty Gypsy? Sure. I don't, I don't have the angst around Mondays that most people have. It's just another day of the week. So let's talk, let's talk Mother's Day. Okay. You went out, you saw a band. They were, it was yeah. a rockabilly band. What's the name of this band? Let's give them some love. I honestly don't recall. And this is your friend's band. It's some people we know that play in a band here locally. Yeah, and I can't remember what they call themselves, but they do a decent uh, job, play some good, good, you know, old southern fried rock and blues and that sort of stuff. And it was just very relaxing. That's awesome. So you went down there, you had a couple of drinks, you listened mm-hmm. to the band, you ate some food. That's a yep. that's a wonderful Mother's Day. I thought so. And I didn't have to do anything for anybody. See, the, the, the Mother's Day used to be that I got my alone time and their dad would actually take them all out of the house so that I could just have my quiet time. So that, wow. that used to be the Mother's Day thing, but now they leave and they're not here anyway because they're so much older. So we actually went out and did something together. That's See, that sounds much better. Like, mm-hmm. Happy Mother's Day, you're all alone. That I sounds brutal. Great. I had four kids and two dogs. It was awesome. Okay. <laughs> I, can, I can see that side of it. You know, you, um, can, you can do the bubble bath and nobody's knocking on the door needing something right now and it's just quiet. And No, it was great. I loved it. Mother's Day uh, gets a bad rap as like a, a made-up fake holiday. Uh, now, while it is a made-up holiday, it's, it's, it is rooted in some serious sorrow. Yes, it was. Oh yeah, that's like uh, Father's Day is really the one that's that's just like the answer holiday. Is well, is. and then we ended up with Grandparents Day, and I don't know. There's some place online where you can go register to have like all the days you see on Twitter. You know, it's like a joke. it's National Rum Day or it's National Cat Day. You can actually go on and register your day on the calendar today. Uh, this this Monday, as we record this, is actually Chocolate Chip Day. Well, that's a day I can get behind. I like the chocolate chip. Chocolate Chip Day, a day you can get behind. That's great. Now I'm going to invite everybody to go to the Urban Dictionary <laughs> and see what, <laughs> what chocolate chip means. Okay, you just ruined it. <laughs> you just ruined it, ruined it. I'm not looking at Urban Dictionary. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's, that's uh, like you go like straight. For, when I saw it was chocolate chip day, that's the only joke I could think of. I'm like, oh, my goodness. If yeah. people look that people go, oh, what's chocolate chip day? And some poor soul is going to go to the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> and they're going to be like, that shouldn't be a holiday. That should be yeah. a holiday. No, okay, Urban Dictionary so, should not be a website. But that's just my own personal point of view. So here's here's a little bit uh, a little bit of a, a warning. Right around the eight-minute mark, uh, we started discussing Guardians of the Galaxy. I cannot be responsible for the spoilers held within. I pity you if you haven't seen this movie yet. So we kind of did a thing over here 
at Casa de Loftusi West Coast Division, mm-hmm. where Saturday Saturday we went to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, a very mom mom themed movie. So mm-hmm. that was like a, a little Mother's Day thing. And then uh, yesterday, of course, was was uh, my wife got actually she got the flu, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> for Mother's that's, Day. That's she, not a she good got a, Mother's Day. She got a she got a fever and a migraine and she got it was a kind of a miserable day for her, but we took care of her as, as well as we could. So uh but she did get to enjoy the movie on Saturday. And then that's she got good. a wonderful oh I want to talk about the new coffee maker I got her. Good lord! It's amazing. So Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh this was a good movie. This was a, a wonderful sequel. I thought. And you, I thought it was you, better than the first one. A lot of people are saying that. Yeah. I didn't go that. I didn't go that far. I saw it in three dimensions. And I see. I'm, I can't I'm, do that. That gives me a headache. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is fantastic. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if the 3D is still. It seems to be waning. It's just mm-hmm. not as popular. As, however, this dude. Uh, who wrote and directed Guardians of the Galaxy, that guy can put together some 3D. When that arrow is zipping around and killing people, oh, and when the yeah. bad guys are, uh, oh my gosh, it was glorious. So mm-hmm. many, the bub- the bubbles on uh, Ego's planet, mm-hmm. fantastic. So many great 3D sequences that just, I think, just add to the movie. They didn't take away, they weren't the big, uh, you know, huge, crazy sight gags where they're like wrapping themselves up in it. Uh, however, the, I, I just thought it was wonderful. Like, God bless the the inventor of 3D. As a movie, I thought it was fantastic. I love that it was a standalone. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad it didn't. It wasn't like all Infinity Stones and here comes uh, this character from the X Men. I, I I really really enjoyed it. Right. So you now, were a little bit concerned about too much Baby Groot. Did you get too much Baby Groot? I did. You did. I did. See, I didn't think it was that bad. Baby Groot is awesome, and and here's the thing, and it's it's almost impossible to not do it. Guardians of the Galaxy, the comedy was so great. Mm-hmm. The, the the pieces of comedy work so well. You always say to yourself, "Let's do more of that. Let's do more of that." And I really, I wish they would have done less. There was too many moments. I felt they were just too many. I thought there was just too many jokes. I just thought that, and it's weird as a comedian, too many jokes. I would have dialed it back. I would love to get into the editing room and take out a couple of the 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 baby Groots, uh, take out a couple just uh, Drax, the the blue guy with all the scar tattoo things on him. Mm-hmm. He was he was a little bit too comedic this this go round. However, uh, the empath girl that mm-hmm. was fantastic. No, I, she I, she was good. Um, I was not over overly in embedded with. Baby Groot, I actually, he makes me happy. So, like, the opening scene with the opening credits where he's dancing all around while they're fighting. That was fantastic. I thought that that was great. I thought that was just adorable. And Um, perfect. And perfectly crafted. mm -hmm. Because you're you're watching Baby Groot, and then every every other member of the cast gets thrown into the frame, and they have, like, their little close-up and a little moment. It was That was beautifully crafted cinema. And, And, you know, my thing is I'm giggling softly to myself with some of the the more direct, you know, child of the 80s references that go on that my kids honestly don't get. Yeah. I mean, they crack me up, though. So 
just just ripping through this because I I actually do have I, I, I wrestle with guilt about spoilers. Maybe somebody is is listening and I do kind of want to be careful. There was some cameos in there mm-hmm. that it looks there's gonna it looks like there's gonna be a spinoff uh, when you watch the rest of the the scenes during the credits. Uh, that cameo was strong. That cameo was strong. Um, that cameo was huge, and I did such a good job not telling you about it. And I appreciate it, and that's like, and that's and that's why, and and see, and that's why I don't want to spoil it for anybody else. I don't want to be that 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 jerk that does that. So I'm not going to spoil it. That cameo was strong. That was a great performance. It wasn't over the top. It was understated. Something that you don't expect uh, from that actor. That mm-hmm. was fantastic, and 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 so much story uh, in that little scene. And man, oh man, uh, there are times as a writer and as a writer of comedy, there's like moments that need to be celebrated and you just want to shine uh, a light on it. And I don't mm-hmm. think this is a spoiler, but when um, the blue guy that whistles and the arrow goes around, I can't remember his name. Right. You find out, oh my gosh, I, this, it's like a, it is, this is, a, I guess, a spoiler. You find out that he was uh, protecting uh, the lead character. You, you find out he yes. was protecting Star-Lord and he was kind of a father. And when they are coming down, and he's holding on to Star-Lord, and he's holding on to the arrow, and the kid looks at him and goes, man, you look like Mary Poppins. Yep. And, and the guy goes, is he cool? And Star-Lord goes, yeah, he's awesome. And the dad is so proud of that and says, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. that, is the, that is a perfect moment. That is uh- a perfect moment. It tells you everything about I love you, you love me back. I'm not going to disappoint you by telling you Mary Poppins is actually a woman, mm-hmm. and you're so ha- and you're so happy that you that I gave you a compliment. You want to shout it to everyone that can hear. It, it almost it almost makes me cry. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll be honest. I sort of dropped a tear towards the end. So. Oh my gosh, let's devote a few moments to that. That mm-hmm. was an all out assault. <laughs> that was that was criminal in its uh, I, I have never raw emotional content oh my gosh yeah it was it, it was like uh storming the beaches of normandy mm-hmm. it's like they just kept coming they just kept coming you're like okay i survived that moment and i didn't cry i can hang on here comes another one bang okay i almost made it bang i got uh, it was like all i could do Seriously, to not just break down weeping, it was. Uh, oh, it was, I was handing it was napkins to my daughter, saying, "It'll be okay, honey. It'll be okay." Oh my gosh! Uh-huh. And then it just kept <laughs> I going. I can't wait to get. I can't wait to get it on Blu-ray so I can just weep openly <laughs> in your living room, so you don't have to do yeah. it in public. Oh, it was great! It was great. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to one more. They say there's going to be a uh, another movie. It's uh, I guess the same guy's going to write it and he's going to direct it. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. And it, it'll it'll be a trilogy, and we'll see what happens, uh, and we'll see about possible spinoffs. Uh, well, I mean, the effects were just amazing, especially on Ego's Planet. I mean, that was just wild. Um, okay. Yes. Yes. I mean. And- 
colors and crazy. I mean, Ego's Planet is just like one big trip on LSD. I can't imagine what it would be in 3D. It was great. Mm -hmm. It was great. It was spectacular, like worth the price of admission. And along those lines, mm -hmm. let's talk about the opening of the movie. Yeah. Talking about computer graphics, young Kurt Russell. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. That's the best. That's the best I've ever seen. I thought they did a pretty good job with Peter Cushing's character in Rogue One. You're like, wow, that's that's entirely CGI, and it looks like oh, it looks a lot like uh, you know Peter Cushing. Right. However, that looked exactly like young Kurt Russell. Mm -hmm. That was the best I have ever seen. Yeah. Oh uh, man, those later scenes where he's walking him around. That character was one dirty dog. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 the other moment when when uh, Kurt Russell's character confesses to uh, Star Lord that he's the he's the guy he's the bad guy and that mm -hmm. he did and like talk about a Mother's Day moment. This was this was so great. The guy's like, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it didn't make me happy what I did to your mom. And and man, the kid doesn't hesitate. And nope. he just unleashes with both barrels. Mm -hmm. And that, that was beautiful, too. That made me want to cry. Because that is like what every kid, th oh, you hurt my mom? Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> now I will end you. It was great. That was another great, great, great moment. Mm -hmm. Zero hesitation. You hurt my mom. Now I'm going to kill you. It's just well, like he didn't. There wasn't a moment where it sank in, where he thought about it. It was just a reflexive. It was beautiful. Well, and I, I honestly have to say I am I'm a Chris Pratt fan, so. How can you not be? That dude's great. Dude's awesome, and, you know, they were harassing the heck out of him not too long ago for saying turn something up loud on his Instagram, and they're like, you're not being nice to deaf people. He's like, what? Yeah, yeah, I mean, and then he, the he apologized in sign language. For, God. Oh, but here's I a funny he's story. he's a class act. Oh, he is, and he seems... I was talking to, uh, this is me kind of talking out of school, but uh, uh, Kevin James was doing a promo for his Netflix movie, and he was down, he was in Manhattan doing some radio show or doing some television thing, and Chris Pratt, he ran into Chris Pratt, mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, what's uh, what's Chris Pratt like? And, and Kevin was just like, dude, he was so awesome, he was so nice. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it's not like fakey Hollywood nice. So it's just one of those things that you you, you want to spread the word. Yes, yeah. America. Evidently, he is uh, just as nice as he appears. Yep. Him and, and the I rock. feel bad. And I, yeah, and Love I feel bad like when people when, when people go after. Oh, you said this thing that was insensitive, and then he's got to go out of his way. Uh, so pe people just got to lighten up on the being offended. Just it's just. It's Blech. an industry. It's an it is. Industry. It is an industry. So that's our little segue now into politics mm -hmm. and uh, people who just make money off of being offended. So let us now dive into the wonderful, wonderful world of uh, politics. Yay, hooray. Here's a, a fun to know fact. Uh, in the few months that Donald Trump has been uh, president, there's already – I think uh, – I forget which university keeps track of this, some media place. There's already been more jokes about Donald Trump than there were in the entire first year of o Obama, the entire first year of Bill Clinton, and the entire first year of George Bush. Now, it doesn't surprise me, the Obama and Clinton. That doesn't surprise me because the 
entertainment industry leans very hard left, and they don't tend to make fun of their own. Um, but the Bush surprised me. I mean, that that says a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, they they were merciless with him. Well, it is a it is an all out assault oh, uh, that that I, I've never seen in the limited time I've been really kind of following this stuff. Uh, I haven't seen anything like it. And it's too funny, like a new poll came out today where, oh, his approval ratings have dropped again. Yet uh, from everybody who voted for Donald Trump, mm-hmm. they would all vote for him again tomorrow. Like um, among among the people who voted for Donald Trump, they're still all in. So the uh, he still wins the election. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And it's like uh, it just bums me out. The it, it really does bum me out the way the press is being just so overt in their uh, hatred of this guy. Like just they cannot keep their opinions out of it. You have to remember, when Obama was elected, that was the permanent progressive majority. We were a progressive nation. That was what they said. And it turned out not to be the case. When you step on people's individual rights long enough and keep pushing the federal government's ugly little hand into people's personal business, people are going to react. And, you know, you can only push that so far before a portion of the country says, no, no done and they decide to do something different i i'm not as surprised with the approval rating versus would you vote for him again people had a range of reasons for voting for donald trump to include scotus nominees to include he's not hillary clinton to include whatever right yeah they would still vote for him today given the options they had at the time but i think there's a fair contingent out there now that's kind of like will you just calm down Will you just start acting a little presidential? They're not you happy with the way he's conducting himself, but they would vote for him again. Yeah, and and that's great. Mm-hmm. However, the more the and this is this is just me as a human being. There's no like logical thing. It's just my the, my emotional Irish reaction. Like the more I see the dude attacked, the more I view him as the underdog, and the more I'm like, go go crazy, guy. Keep going, keep going, <laughs> bigger, more. Like, really mess with their heads. It, I'm, I, I'm on record. Uh, he, Trump was not my dude mm-hmm. at the beginning of this. However, it's like watching, uh, it's like watching uh, an old circus animal uh, get attacked over and over. <laughs> it's like an an old lion that still thinks he's a young lion. Right. And and a bunch of uh, idiots are like throwing rocks and garbage at it to make it angry. I'm starting to root for the old lion. That's, that's well, I mean, it's, it's, it's to and the now point. I'm like, get him, get him, cancel the press conferences, cancel them. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm he's got to do something about Spicer, man. Dude, shrinking into the bushes. I mean, that was pretty bad. Spicer's awesome. Spicer's the man. Uh, and who else is great? Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And I tell oh you what. Oh my god, every every time she is on TV, she looks like she's in a hostage video. I disagree with that. I, I think it's awesome. I am not I think, a fan. <laughs> well, I yeah, I I I I see people out there on Twitter like that. It that position is uh probably the hardest. And to watch these buffoons in the media mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So Sean, Spi- Sean Spicer will come out, and, and I tell you how, how he doesn't punch him. Like that Melissa McCarthy thing where she attacked the guy with the podium, and we're like, ha, 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 that's funny. I now want to see that. I now want to see Sean Spicer <laughs> attack somebody with a podium. Because oh. he'll, he'll come out there and go, uh, at 9.32 uh, this morning, uh, Donald Trump uh, is going to do the New York Times crossword puzzle. Excuse me. Uh, excuse me. Question, question, question. Is he going to use a pencil or a pen? Um, I don't know. The president uh, usually uh, does the crossword puzzle with a pencil. Is it a number two pencil? Uh, I, I don't know that if it's a number two pencil, uh, it could be a mechanical pencil. So you don't know what kind of pencil he uses? I'm, I'm not sure. Why are you lying about the pencils that Trump – why does Trump hate the New York Times and pencils? You're t- the entire pencil industry. He, he's going to end them. It's like for the love of God, get a grip. And then they'll promote that as we caught him lying. We caught him lying about pencils. That's Sean Spicer. He's an idiot. He doesn't even know his pencils. And the amount of patience that that guy has just to endure that parade of <laughs> it's just it's it's Herculean. I, I, I really wouldn't be able to take it. I well, mean, you- I mean, I'm not saying that I don't like Spicer or I don't think he has a difficult job. I'm saying the um, the word on the street is he may get replaced. And I think it mostly has to do with how the message was managed around Comey, but I don't know. Well, I tell you what, you you go out there and you and you go, here's the official party line, and then Trump gives gives an interview uh, to to watch this dude. <laughs> yeah, gives yeah. a tweet or an interview and goes, well, here's the here's the story. I was gonna I was gonna get rid of the guy anyway. I, I that's zero fault of Sean Spicer's. Oh no, it's not Sean Spicer's fault. I, I don't see it that way at all. I mean, if you've ever worked in communications, when you do communications or marketing and you're in Hollywood, so you know this, you agree on a message and everybody sings the same song. It's generally Trump that's not singing the right song. Yeah. <coughs> However, I like I, I like his song too. So I don't I don't fall short yeah, of any in of some that. Cases, if Trump goes out and goes, yeah, I was gonna let him go, and then I, I had this dude do a review and he backed me up, so yeah, guy had to go. That's not what Sean Spicer said. Well, yeah, that was yesterday and this is today. It's a fluid, fluid machine. Yeah, but the leader of the free world maybe needs not to be so fluid. <laughs> I disagree. That's what I love it's about just, him. That's what I love just, about him. And all See, these douchebags, all these douchebags want him to fit in this old school box, and that's why he got elected. I'm not like, wanting screw him to fit you in your old school box and your. And I tell you what, these reporters and their grandstanding, and I'm getting a little. I got I got my panties in a bunch now because I'm I'm thinking about it, and I've and I've had some days to stew on it. Here's the other reason to cancel the press conference. It's now TV. It's not about. Uh, the ex- the information of here's what the White House is doing and here's what's going on and here's how everything operates. You've got these douchey uh, reporters like, I want to get my little moment. I'm going to do my little gotcha thing. I'm going to be – this is going to be my little uh, uh, springboard into the mainstream in the big time. Mm-hmm. It's not a – it is now an echo of what it was meant to be. So cancel it. I vote cancel it. Well, I don't disagree and I don't – I'm not a fan of the way the media is is behaving, certainly. But, like, sending out a tweet saying, James Comey better not have taped our conversations. What? Just don't do that. 
don't do that. We have enough problems. Just don't do that. I don't want him there, to fit into some nice little box because that wouldn't be him. But there's some our, things you just don't do. And are people that naive to think that, like, everything is not recorded? Like, are, is that what we're going to go with? That we don't think that, that everything well, is recorded in, in the Oval Office I, at all times? I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what got Nixon, so I'm not sure that's really a great idea. But, hey, whatever floats your boat. Oh, it does. It floats it big time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it gets my boat hard. <laughs> no, there I'm was just a saying. guy. That's just a fun to know fact. Uh, there was a young man who was doing a book about uh, President Obama. So he comes mm-hmm. in and he interviews him in the Oval Office. About halfway through his interview, he realizes his digital recorder has malfunctioned and he's missing like half the interview. Oh, no. Oh, no. This was my only chance. Ben Rhodes, that smorgasbord of uh, yeah. idiot, elitist fool, mm-hmm. uh, comes up to the guy and he's walking him out and he goes, listen, don't worry about it. We got everything. We tape everything in here. And the next day, the guy was delivered a transcript of every single word that was said during his interview. That's just freaky. And that's a matter, and that's a matter of public record. That's crazy. So, I mean, it's just like this 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 shock, this really and I and I've I got no problem. I'm sure uh that was that was Trump keeping Comey honest. Like, dude, I, I let you go. Now, before you start going to the press and uh, uh, talking smack, just know I'll, I, I got tapes of it. <laughs> well, I, you know, first, the whole scene with Comey's firing, it's just, I can't even, uh, wow. I can't really understand it because for months, since last summer, the Democrats Comey cost Hillary the election. Fire Comey. He's not a professional. He's ruining the FBI. Boom, 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 boom. So fire Comey, no. Fire Comey, no. Fire, oh, okay, we'll do it. Boom! Their heads explode. Yeah. Yeah, because it it goes with that whole Russia narrative, which is just, uh, if, if you had, if you were Vladimir Putin's puppet, Mm -hmm. I think the last thing that you would do would be to to fire the FBI director. <laughs> well, the whole idea that nobody but Comey was running that entire investigation? What? Oh, the, no, the key that's word, not how any of this works. The word the, the key word was decapitated. That was the word that was going around. Donald Trump he decapitate he decapitated the FBI. He decapitated the investigation. James Comey was decapitated. I swear, it, it must have been uh, on one of those Chuck Schumer uh, liberal conference calls where they tell everybody what the talking points were. But decapitated, decapitated, decapitated. And that's why I, I, I said that in my little uh, video blog the other day. It's like, you do you think James Comey is the only person at the FBI who was actually doing work? Do you think that everybody showed up the next day and like, I guess we don't have to work today. James Comey's gone. What do you guys want to do? Let, let's let's play Monopoly. Let's go to the video arcade. The best way I can explain it is James Comey was like the CEO of the FBI. People came through his office all day, every day, updating him on a range of topics and a range of investigations. Was he the public face of this because he was the director and it deals with the current sitting president? Well, of course he was. But he wasn't like sleeves rolled up, beating the street, 
conducting interviews. He didn't even interview Hillary Clinton, for God's sake, yeah. during her they investigation. Mean- <clears throat> but it's been decapitated. Whatever. You people are insane. Insane. It's just part of the the lexicon now. Russia hacked the election. Nobody knows what it means, uh, but, you know, they won't even uh, admit – I don't know. I don't – they they literally make it sound like uh, Donald Trump was cashing checks that Vladimir Putin wrote him, and he's like, please, uh, please, Vlad, help me win Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. Please, buddy. I'll do whatever you say. You can blackmail me. Yeah, but let's let's not forget Teddy Kennedy, who went directly to Khrushchev and asked for help in defeating Reckon and a few other people. Um, yeah. I just love how Democrats completely forget history, especially especially their own. It's just crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. And, and Hillary Clinton uh, with the Palestinian election mm-hmm. and uh, Barack Obama with the Israeli election mm-hmm. and the French election mm-hmm. and Brexit and the U.S. a million years ago, how we covertly helped get Boris Yeltsin elected. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is – the list goes on and on and on. It's just ridiculous. Well, it, it's ridiculous, and it's it's part of how governments operate on the world stage when you're looking at, you know, big issues in the world, who's going to be the best partner for you to deal with, right? Um, yeah. You know, I, I think it, it's easier nowadays with some of the tools and social media and things like that to put bad information out there and ridiculous information out there. Hi, Louise Mensch. I'm looking at you. You need to take your meds and stop tweeting. Um, who is that chick? Like, who is she? She's a journalist. She used to run Heat Street, uh, one of Rupert Murdoch's properties. She doesn't anymore. So now she's just kind of out there on her own. But I mean, some of the crazy, a FISA court is going to issue a, a sealed indictment. FISA courts don't issue indictments. That's not what they do. They give surveillance warrants for foreign targets. I, it, th- this morning, I'm just looking at that stuff going, oh, my God, you, take your meds, get off Twitter. Just please take your meds, get off Twitter. It um, is it, like I don't understand. Like you always see her. You always see Louise Mensch. You always see uh, <clears throat> Peter Dow. Well, Peter Dow, I mean, Jesus, if I was Hillary Clinton, I'd take out a restraining order on that guy. He's insane. But he worked on the he worked on the campaign, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. He's, a he's just a time. guy. He's just a guy who's like professed love for Hillary Clinton colors everything he does. Wow. And um, like if and I can find someone, one? if I can find someone in my life that loved me as much as Peter Dow loves Hillary Clinton, the world would be a beautiful place. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's he's pretty out there. And then and then uh, the other one. Uh, that you always see on Twitter all the time is that Sally Cohn. Oh yeah, but she's just a tool. Now, I, I she she works for CNN now, right? Uh yes, she was on Fox for a while, and then she moved over to CNN. She is the head social justice warrior, and she loves to do these really bizarre moral equivocations that make no sense whatsoever. Um, one of the reasons I stay on Twitter is actually to mock her. Wow. Best thing, like, best thing she said this week was she recommended somebody read the Constitution. I just quote tweeted it and said, you first. <laughs> I mean, her, that's someone on constitutional law, probably not a good idea. 
But like, um, here's what I want. Like, where did she come from? Like, where do these people like Peter Dow? OK, he's he's a, a, a writer for The New York Times. I get that. Well, but I mean, like, she, she's been a commentator for years. Sally Cohen has. So you just have to have a, a crazy strong opinion and you're in? You have to have some kind of face within the movement or work campaigns or be a strategist. I don't know if she has any of that in her background, but she has been a, well, I mean, she was, she was big into the gay rights movement. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's actually where she came from as far as her public profile. Um, and now she's more a general commentator on politics, et cetera. Yeah. But, um, no, she, she, like, she is the stereotypical New Yorker who lives in that upper, you know, echelon bubble who can't see past the end of their nose. I mean, they really and, uh, and that is a very, very, very real bubble. Mm-hmm. And now you got, you got, uh, you got Joe Scarborough and Mika. Wow. Chicka, bow, wow. Getting it on. Really? Uh, good luck. Good luck to them. No, good luck to them. I feel uh, honestly, I, I hope it works. I hope it works. I'm a romantic. Well, I and... hope it works too. Are you sending them the same coffee maker you bought your wife? No, they're not going to get this thing. They're going to get a. They're going to get a toaster. Like I, toaster. Oh, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about my coffee maker here in a little bit because it is flipping awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Joe Scarborough, it, it explains everything. Like him wanting Mika to like him. My my point was this. And then I had an unintentional point. The original point is Joe Scarborough one time on Morning Joe said, uh, you know, our show, Morning Joe, our show, that's a New York show. That's a Manhattan show. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, Fox News, that's a Long Island. Uh, They have Long Island shows. And I was like deeply uh, troubled by that because – you're that's you're you're preaching to the New Yorkers, these people mm-hmm. who like literally like elitists. We think we're smarter than all of you. We are looking down our nose at all of you. And we're just like, hey, just be quiet and let the grownups make the decision. Uh, and, and we'll lead this country into prosperity. And so that's what I despise about that guy. That's what I really, really dislike about him. Yeah, like well, what's that's... wrong with what's wrong with Long Island? Why don't well, you move out there, buddy? Why don't you drive around? Well, but that's the that's the entire progressive philosophy. They believe that everything should be handled by a group of social and political elites with, you know, certain types of degrees and certain perspectives. That's what they believe. And they need to brush up on their Superman comic books because that was the demise of Krypton, the Krypton Science Council. And they're like, Krypton will be fine. And then you had a capitalist, uh, Jor-El, say, I'm getting my kid out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, but look at the bright size. Our, ours will be run by Bill Nye. Won't that be great? <laughs> Superman Superman is a capitalist. <laughs> uh, well, at least his dad was. Uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Superman, too. Superman yeah. worked hard. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck was I? I was going to say something else about Joe Scarborough. Darn it, darn it. Oh, but here's here's what's happening to Joe. I think, and what happens, and is a, a lot of uh, people on the right fall victim to this. You want people to like you, right? So he's he's hanging out with Mika's friends, and they're having cocktail parties, and they're having people over, and so he wants to be one of the air quote good one, 
Republicans. So these people are like, Joe, even you have to admit the blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, you got a good point there, guy. And he's just selling himself down the river. I tell you. It's so the opposite where I live. <laughs> what, you turn you turn uh, people from the left, you, you turn them right? Yeah, if you, if, if you want to hang where I live, you, you're not going to talk about limiting anybody's gun rights. You're not going to talk about um, reparations. You're not going to, yeah, none of that social justice stuff, really. Nah. Mm-mm. Here's one, oh, that I can't, I guess uh, there was a court ruling today, something about a voter ID law in North Carolina or something. Actually, SCOTUS decided not to hear the uh, case North Carolina is objecting to, which is they had a voter ID law and it was struck down by one of the district courts. Um, so they were actually taking it to the Supreme Court to, to fight to be able to do it. And um, the Supreme Court just went with the lower court's ruling. So it will not be heard. That is a level of like bureaucratic judicial stupidity that I just can't get past. Like if you are not a functioning member of society to the point where you can get an identification card, if you can't do that, your vote, I don't want your vote to count. I really don't. It really shouldn't. It shouldn't. Well, and it's the soft bigotry of the left when it comes right down to it. Some people can't handle getting an ID, what, whatever. Um, and states have bent over backwards to make this as easy as possible. But if you talk to people from Israel, from France, from Britain, and you tell them, we don't require ID nationally to vote, they look at you like you have three heads. You don't? Why would you not do that? Yeah. I mean, it's... It, it's not, and, and here's the other thing you need an ID for, right? You had to have an, a, a state-issued ID to get into the Democratic National Convention. You had to have photo ID to get into a Hillary Clinton rally, but you shouldn't have to have photo ID to vote? Come on, guys, you're just being silly. It is, it is like quasi-racist. It's, to- it, it's totally bigoted in my mind. Yeah, it's You're like, trying hey, to suppress the black vote because you want people to have IDs. Do you really just mean to tell me what you said is for some <laughs> reason black people are not capable of getting an ID and then their heads explode? Oh. Did you hear oh, what man. you just said? And it it's, makes me angry. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's that's, that's that is so funny. And they always it's, just single out that one demographic. It's not like it's going to hurt Hispanics or Asians or poor whites. No, only this community. Yeah, that is the most bigoted <laughs> uh, thing I have ever heard. Well, maybe not ever, but it's up there. It's up there. <laughs> It is up there. A good friend of mine calls it the soft bigotry of the left. We're helping you. We're sympathetic to you. And in such, we think you're incapable, so we think you need help. It's it's really soft bigotry. And I love that clip, that clip you put up of Morgan Freeman because he nailed it. He really did. Oh, and Don Lemon. And I, and, well, that might be and, hard for some people. Morgan Freeman. Bullshit. <laughs> I was like, I, Yes. <laughs> That is, uh, it's what I, he you know said, what? though. And here's what's here's what's horrible about it. Like before, I put that on the uh, the the flip side fa- Facebook page. I paused a moment and I'm like, boy, here come Morgan Freeman's about to be in a crap storm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's horrible. 
And it's 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 like uh like Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey goes to meet with the president about hey, how can we solve the problems you know with the inner cities? And everybody turns on Steve Harvey. And like Morgan Freeman says something that he believes in and has his own opinion. And I I just I, I fear for the guy what kind of blowback he's going to get from that statement that I totally believe in. Well, just like Miss USA, did you see the blowback that girl got within 24 hours of winning? Oh, she said something like healthcare is a privilege and not a right? Healthcare is a privilege and not a right. And so and are they going to she is not a feminist because she thinks the feminist mentality of being a bunch of man-haters is non-productive. Oh my God, they all lost their minds and I was laughing and laughing some more. Yes, I was. That's great. Good for I her. I like, she's a scientist. She works for the government. She's a beautiful girl. Very well-spoken. Um, African-American. And you people are, like, crucifying her because of her personal opinion. And she just signed a contract with Fox. That's got to be next. Oh, God. A beautiful black girl who was a Republican. <laughs> her phone has not stopped ringing. Well, I mean, I don't even know if she'd say she was a Republican. Certainly she didn't identify on the stage, but she said, no, it's not a right. I work to get my health insurance. We need to work on the economy so Americans can get back to work and have access to health insurance is what she said. What the what? She's crazy. She's a crazy person. I loved it. I loved it. Well, I I, I love – I love it when uh, when strong women stand up and they go, I- I'm doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't need to be a member of your your feminism club uh, and believe everything in your dogma uh, to to be a, a true feminist. So screw you guys. I'm going to go do my own thing. Feminists, I like feminists all day on Twitter. We don't hate men. We don't hate men. Really? Yeah. OK. <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh! Did you and like oh whatever? I don't want to. I don't want to even open that Pandora's uh, box of the Mother's Day tweets from uh, Cecile Ugh. Richards. That was just like, what was she thinking? Um, what was she thinking? Cecile Richards, Narrell, P-Pack, Planned Parenthood, and Narrell actually put out Mother's Day e-cards that you could send your mother. Hey mom, <laughs> thanks hey, mom, for not aborting me. Thanks for me. not killing me. I, <laughs> What in the world? You're using Mother's Day as a fundraising opportunity. You people just literally have no shame. None. I loved I loved the uh, the the Wonder Woman uh, tweet that you retweeted today. Oh, wasn't that awesome? I like her more and more every day, and get more excited for that movie. Yeah, she she was great. <coughs> she was great. And hey, speaking of of Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, I am I am ninety percent sure I'm gonna get uh, a tattoo. Really. Yeah, I'm. It's just a matter of of what and where. I know those seem like I'm. I'm honing in on it. I'm honing in on it. And one of the guy was somebody who listens to the podcast, and I told him I would I would mention him, David uh, Blaisdell. Okay. I hope I hope I'm saying that right. David Blaisdell uh, sent a tattoo idea, which I he wants me to do the. He says I should do the flying tiger, the Loftus Party Why logo. Not? That's what I thought too. I'm like, it's right there in front of me the whole time. And it's it. Everybody loves that logo. So yeah. So I want to thank. I think that's a shoulder blade tattoo, like back of the shoulder. You, you think it's a shoulder blade thing? Yeah, it's not gonna go. It's not gonna go on a bicep well because of the. 
way it's positioned. Right, mm-hmm. and I'm, I can't do – unless I did a small one on the inside of my forearm. Eh, that just looks – That would be too small though. Yeah, but that also to me just screams like, I don't know, X-Con. Don't do the inside of the forearm. You know what? I kind of like the inside of the forearm as a placement because then you always see it. Yeah, but the whole point is sometimes you're not going to want to see it. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's So that's that's where I'm struggling with the size and the placement. And then I want hidden messages. I want hidden uh, secret codes in my tattoo. But that's all, that's a that whole other thing. What? I don't know. Like, here's the thing. Like, if you get your girlfriend's name tattooed, it means it's going to end, right? You get right. your wife's name tattooed, it's not going to – something bad's going to happen. Right. So I've thought about, like, having hidden messages that mean something to me, but it would be like, hey, honey, uh, to my wife, I'm like, that symbol actually means this, that, and this, so it's our own It's our own little secret code. That's oh, what I'm okay. going for. All right. I that, see. that kind of. Got it. Because I'm a romantic like that. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, and while, while we're on the whole social media thing, uh, there's a dude on Twitter, uh, Komodia, K-O-M-O-D-I-A. Yes. Komodia did a, like a little snark. It came across snarky. Mm-hmm. It came across snarky. He's like, hey, I love your video uh, blog. However, like you, you need a tripod. And uh, and here's the thing, uh, Komodia. I got a tripod. I got it like uh, a week ago. I got oh. this really cool thing. Yeah, I got it from Best Buy. It's called a Stance, and it's like a little keychain that has it's this really cool design. Uh, the thing is, I don't want to use it. I don't want uh, right now. I don't want to do a tripod thing for mm-hmm. my vlog. It just makes it static. I'm, I'm literally I'm making an artistic choice. I like being able just to hold the camera and move around, and the background changes, and so that's what I'm doing. So I hear you. I had already purchased the tripod. So if I ever do use a tripod, Commodia, don't think, oh, I changed that guy's mind. <laughs> right? There was a- hey, you are getting some uh, blowback on your vlogs, though. One some very long woman, long-winded woman today. Wow. What happened? What happened? Oh, my I didn't, God. I didn't you're, even being see so, it. you're being so ridiculous. Russia either influenced or hacked our elections. We... Nobody really knows, and how can you support this? And how can you? Oh my God! Take a breath. <laughs> Is this on the, the Facebook? The it's the Russia the, didn't it's, hack it's, our election song. It's on the Facebook. Yeah, the Russia didn't hack your election song. All right, I, I need to go look at that comment. Here's what here's what I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we deal with ideas, and it's there's not much. There's not there's not a lot of tactile things that you can have. Right. Uh, like I can we can go to uh, iTunes and mm-hmm. see the ratings for the show. And I thank I cannot thank you guys enough for taking the time out and going to iTunes and clicking on stars and leaving ratings because that helps the algorithm and it helps turn new people onto the show. So that's huge. And I, I love looking at those numbers. I'm completely addicted. Uh, I have an addictive personality. I'm addicted to looking at that stuff. Um the little videos that we're putting up on YouTube mm-hmm. and on Facebook, I tell you what, they just keep going up and up. Yeah. Now you have you have to crawl before you can walk and you have to walk before you can run. However, like I'm loving the numbers. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that we're getting. Like every week it just gets better. And something's going right because the haters are coming out. I, I Right now I'm like chomping at the bit to go to Facebook and, and see what this, this person, their reaction was. And she was. wasn't just – she wasn't like mean about it like the other guy who posted that you said thanks for watching. Um, she wasn't mean. She was just like completely hysterical. <laughs> That's great. And and she wasn't like that other guy um, last week, Darren. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my Darren. God. Oh, Darren. Darren is a, a lonely soul from the heart of it all who I, mm-hmm. I hope it works out for him. I really hope Me it does. Too. But it, I want to thank everybody, though, uh, for doing that. And, and the YouTube channel, we're in a really good track right now. The podcast is growing and growing. The, the, our Facebook uh, numbers are just improving, improving. The views on our videos are getting bigger and bigger. It's 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 wonderful, and so I want to thank everybody so much. And this is not this is not BS, and this is not hyperbole. This is genuine. I can't thank you enough. And for sharing the videos, that's the other thing I love to see. Mm-hmm. You, see we, you know, I started doing this little video log thing a couple Thursdays ago, and people liked it, and I liked doing it, and a couple people shared them. And now we're getting into, like, the shares on the uh, the Russia song. You know, there was a bunch of shares on that. Mm-hmm. And I, I thank you so much, you guys. That is that is so key to, to share that stuff. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's it's all wonderful, and I'm I'm I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I mean that from a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Kind of way. That so, really was good touching. News. Really was. It, it was it was great. It was perfect. As a comedian, sometimes you see a perfect joke, and you're like, man, that was that was just perfect. There mm-hmm. there was no extra words, no extra this, no nothing. They didn't make a meal out of it. Ba-boom. Mm-hmm. That little exchange. You look like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? He's awesome. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yep. That they should teach that moment in film school. <laughs> <laughs> they should teach that moment in film school. It tells you everything about the relationship. It's wonderful. And I celebrate its existence. Okay. I just uh, one little piece of good news while everybody's freaking out. Trump just signed a pretty good uh, trade deal with China. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We got a We got a nice little uh, if uh, they're going to start importing a boatload more of our beef. If you are a cattleman uh, or in the cattle or the meat, the beef industry in America, your life just got great. You're doing so much winning. You're getting tired. There you go. As the lefties yeah. scream about all the extra methane and global warming. And the unemployment numbers are super low right now. And the stock market's doing great. And mm-hmm. small businesses are thriving. And while everybody's been freaking out and Donald Trump's wiping his butt with the Constitution and he's going to put all the reporters into work camps and the gay people are going to be shocked. Uh, while none of that's going to pan out, and I'm sure it's a lot of fun to report on, and I'm sure it's a lot of fun to pretend you're Woodward and Bernstein and you're trying to find uh, pictures of uh, Donald Trump having sex with an elephant in Vladimir Putin's backyard, I don't think you're going to find him. But enjoy. Enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Go look for him. It's like an Easter egg hunt, but there there's no go. eggs. Okay, so this is great. Before we get into Michaeltopia – in, okay, no, this will be uh, my first Michaeltopia. I have two. Okay. In, in Michaeltopia, 
everyone is encouraged to purchase a Nespresso coffee machine. Oh, it's not now a coffee this, maker. It's a coffee machine. Yes. It's okay. like those it's like those ones from uh, Keurig, you know, with the mm-hmm. with the little – but it's got a different size pod and it's a little harder to find. However, I like uh, steamed milk. I like cappuccinos. Mm-hmm. So this thing, this thing comes with a milk frother that has no moving parts. It's like something out of science fiction. It's this little <laughs> cylinder mm-hmm. and you, you plug it into the wall and everything – you have to wash it by hand and rinse it out every time, blah, blah, blah. However – that's the only downside. It, it, it must work on magnetism or something. I tried it out last night, plugged it in. The, the coffee maker's great. It makes great espressos. It makes wonderful coffee and different flavors and all that stuff. However, the milk frother, they should sell this thing all by, by itself. I put milk in there to the line. I pressed a button, and 60 seconds later, I had a just a little fluffy cloud of coffee. Perfect foam to put on my coffee. It was like magic. I don't know how it works, but it is wonderful. I'm so glad you like the present you got, Pam. Oh, she loves it too. <laughs> it brought her. It brought her out of her flu-like stupor for oh, almost uh, a good. full minute. She can't wait to try it. She does like right. it, and she's very see. Like years ago, we had an espresso machine, and it had that little nozzle that did the the, the milk steamer thing. But mm-hmm. it gets so gross and gunked up and it's impossible to clean that we've kind of missed it now it's like we've gone back to the days of yore but it's better this is like out of star trek where they walk up to the little uh you know computer and they go yeah the replicator Mm -hmm. they're like give me a filet filet mignon and some asparagus tips and like boop there it is give me some give me some steamed milk with a heavy froth boom 60 seconds later it's amazing well, I'm glad you like it. I, I still have the Keurig, but I don't do the latte, so. Oh, you would if you – listen, if you had this if you had this milk frother, you would be having lattes every day. <laughs> okay. Do you have a – do you have like a real Michaeltopia? Yes. In Michaeltopia, reporters are not allowed to mock the president's Happy Mother's Day tweet to his wife which was almost word for word the former president's tweet to his wife and mock the current president and praise the other, the former president. This drove me nuts Wow, wow, they were making fun of Trump's love for his mother? No, to Melania. Oh, he, they was making fun of that? Yeah. Oh, well, he tweeted that from a golf course. Oh, that's too bad. He sent a Happy Mother's Day tweet to his wife, and literally, it was almost the same word for word what Barack Obama tweeted Michelle Obama, and people were quote-tweeting it. Don't we wish we had a president who sent things like this to his wife? I'm like, he did. (laughs) I tell you what. Can we get real stuff? Can we get real stuff, please? And in Michaeltopia, people follow Melania Trump. Uh, she's out there doing some really cool stuff. She's out there doing some mm-hmm. wonderful things and getting zero love. Yep. Getting zero love. I follow. I started following her uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's a, it's amazing. Like today, I did this thing for children who were trying to get la la, and and today I did that, and like and she's not messing with our lunches. I'm so happy to see that Michelle Obama lunch thing get shown the door. Oh, she's freaking out though. I'm glad. Let so her chew on. Let her chew on romaine lettuce tips, and uh, d- ugh. 
well, kids don't want to eat it. My whole thing is at least now the kids are going to eat. Yes. I mean, so much of that was being thrown in the garbage if you talk to your kids. I, I'm one of those horrible mothers. My kids never bought school lunch, so. Um, yeah. I actually pack them a sandwich. A sandwich. A sandwich. So what's your other Michaeltopia? I'm looking for it. I'm going through. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I found it. You found it? Yes. And I know we're, we're going to have to wrap it up. This is going to be the last Michael. In Michaeltopia, McDonald's Mac Jr. is not for a limited time. In Michaeltopia, the Mac Jr. makes it onto the regular menu. This this drives me crazy. Have you had the Mac Jr.? I uh, know. Okay. Now, next thing you're going to tell me is I don't have Big Macs and blah, blah, blah. Right? I really don't, but yeah. Okay. That's fine. I have – at a point in time, the, the Big Mac was just a, a wonderful, wonderful, delicious sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's just too sloppy. It's just too hard to eat. Right. You got the, the two patties. You got that extra bun in the middle. It slides everywhere. Half the time you open up the container, it's already gone everywhere, and it's a hopeless – it's a lost cause. So I wrote it off. I, my, I put the Big Mac behind me. Mm-hmm. They, they came out with this thing called the Mac Jr., which is just one all beef beef patty, and then you got the lettuce, the cheese, pickle, onion, and the sesame seed so- and the secret sauce and all that, and it's perfect. It's perfect. It is the perfect sandwich. Well, sometimes they keep the limited time stuff if it's really popular. Okay. So go so, go eat a lot of them. Here's what I don't understand. Everybody loves this thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone who I've turned on to the Mac Jr. has loved it. Now, maybe they're waiting to get the numbers back and blah, 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 blah. But I went to McDonald's the other night, and I'm like, I'll take a Mac Jr. And they're like, mm, sorry, that was for limited time. And I wanted to freak out. I wanted to be like, why? Why? Like, I can understand, you know, uh, the Shamrock Shake. That, that's a limited time because we don't have the mm-hmm. green food coloring. That's an extra ingredient we have to get. You have everything you need to make this sandwich. You have it right now on the premises. And then you want to be like, you know what I'll take? I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese. And could you put some uh, special, some, uh, sauce. special <laughs> sauce on there? Could you? Like, seriously. Like, make me the sandwich. I love the Mac Jr. It should not be for a limited time. Go get you one, America. If you can. If you can. Okay. Um, this uh, So this is this week's show. Thank you so much for listening, uh, liking and subscribing to the YouTube channel and the Facebook stuff and sharing that with your friends and uh, leaving reviews for us on iTunes. It's all wonderful, you guys. Um, it's all wonderful. Here's I'll, – I'll, I don't want to leave with a sad note, but uh, – the left is doing quite well. Mm-hmm. Last week, again, again, Rachel Maddow in the demographic, in the demographic, 18 to 29, whatever the heck, 18 to 49, uh, she beat the competition on Fox. So this is now uh, two weeks in a row. I think I think we're looking at a trend here. Okay? Uh, so unless we can celebrate... The cool, fun, funny, awesome people on the right, if we don't start getting our acts together, we're really just rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. 
That's really what it is. So we can live in our own little bubbles and pretend like everything's wonderful and yada, yada, yada. And that's great. And and hopefully everything is wonderful. And hopefully I'm just uh, a nervous Nelly. However, when you look at the ratings, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell is doing really well. They say they might not re-up re his contract. I don't know why they would do that. He's doing very well. Rachel Maddow is beating the competition on Fox. Uh, Fox, I don't. they're making some really odd decisions there. And I think – I don't know – I don't think that network is growing anymore. I think now it might be shrinking. So I'm not saying boycott, uh, but I'm saying we do need to open up. Let's not be so eager uh, to tear down the voices on the right because I think we're going to need all of them. <laughs> I think we're going to need all of them. So uh, from one of those voices, thank you so much for listening to the show. You guys are awesome, and we'll catch you next week. Uh, on the Loftus party. Woohoo!